Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. This is the show for women who are tired of feeling tired. They're sick of the to-do lists and the constant juggling of balls and spinning of plates, and they are ready to start putting themselves first again. Hello there and welcome to the Best Self Podcast. I'm back with another episode today. I'm your host, Nicola Fulstow, and I am so glad you are here with me today. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that is very close to my heart this week, having had a rather emotional week in our household. We have two young daughters, and as I'm sure you can imagine, at times, feelings run very, very high. One of our daughters is extremely sensitive, just like me, and really, really feels things. She feels other people's emotions and energies. And, you know, sometimes it can all be rather overwhelming. She's a young child and feelings can, you know, really feel quite powerful and intense. And yeah, the word is overwhelming. So having had many emotions in my life and still constantly do, which feel sometimes quite engulfing. I really wanted to do a podcast today all around an insight that I came across a number of years ago. And it was a book that is called The Secret Language of Feelings by Calvin D. Banyan. The subtitle is A Rational Approach to emotional mastery. And and I just loved that. I was so intrigued by the book that I kind of devoured it pretty much in one day. The core of the book is just so simple, yet so impactful that it really did change the way that I deal with my emotions at times and help me to not wallow. Because I'm one of these people who I am very, very practical at heart. So I'm always looking for practical solutions, but I'm so sensitive and I'm a really big feeler. You know, I'm so emotional. You know, I often know how other people are feeling without having to see them. I can just feel it. And I've always been like that for as long as I can remember, just very, very in tune and need a lot of space sometimes to process my own big emotions. But I really like the idea that actually there could be quite a rational approach. So the core of this book and what is so, so simple about it is here it is. And I was telling this to my youngest daughter the other day. No feelings are bad. Like they might feel uncomfortable and negative, you know, to us. You know, they are intense, but they're not bad. Because all feelings really are there to serve us. All feelings are good because they're guiding us, they're speaking to us, they're getting us back on our path, on our track. So I know that that's a very black and white way of looking at it and life just isn't like that, but it was a really helpful insight for me when I'm feeling unsure of how to proceed, what to do, how to react, like, you know, to the way that I'm feeling and sort of get just a bit of a different perspective. Because when you're in your feelings, you're in them, aren't you? You're in your feelings. And sometimes that can be really quite disempowering, especially if they are, you know, you're feeling sad or fearful or hurt or angry or disappointed. You know, you can really be in your feelings to a point where you become 
unable to actually take any action. So I love the idea that really we can use our feelings as a bit of a language, as a bit of a conversation with ourselves to kind of get us back on track. I thought that was so empowering and my daughter seemed to really respond to tune in to really feel her feelings, how I'm feeling and, and what do I think that's telling me to do. So I wanted to share that with you today. I think the crux of this is allowing our emotions to speak to us rather than being consumed by us, allowing ourselves to trust our emotions and how we're feeling, to gain our own sense of self and courage and confidence to really listen in to what they are saying, to how they're nudging us towards a different direction in order to actually reduce anxiety and stress in our life. Because a lot of the time, anxiety and stress comes when we obsess over uncomfortable emotions and difficult emotions, rather than letting them flow through us, we hold on to them. We try to change them or force them or actually just cling on to them because we don't know what to do. Mark Manson, who is author of some books you, you may have heard of, one is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Beep. <laughs> well, it's a naughty word. Um, that I often use a lot of, but not on here. So Mark Manson, it's a, a big orange book and it's the subtle art of not giving a F word. And he basically says, he puts it really succinctly and says, negative emotions are a call to action. When you feel them, it's because you're supposed to do something. Very black and white, very just matter of fact is what he says. And I could not agree more with Mark there. So today I want you to really use the opportunity, use this podcast, and I'm going to guide you through 10 types of emotions. So you can try and identify with any of them that you may be feeling. And then I'm just going to suggest the potential calls to action that that is suggesting to you. So you can find a way to process your feelings, feel your feelings, but then actually do something about it so that you can get back on the right path. So without further ado, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to get going. The first step is to name the emotion that you're feeling, to get quite clear about what what is the emotion. I do this all the time. It's become just so natural to me now to go, how am I feeling? Right, the emotion is this. Sometimes it's a little bit complex. Sometimes you you know there's a few emotions there and you're trying to figure out the most dominant one, but take the time to do that. You'll find that once you can name the emotion, you'll start to recognize the action signal associated with that. So the first emotion is, it may be that you're just feeling uncomfortable. You don't know what it is. You're uneasy, feel a bit twitchy. Maybe you're a bit embarrassed. Perhaps you're feeling a little bit impatient, just a bit mildly irritated, but uncomfortable. Um, The action signal here is that you need to change your state and feel a bit more empowered. So in this state where you feel a little bit uncomfortable, you need to clarify what you want and then take action in that direction. Even if it's through this feeling of feeling uncomfortable, you just need to get on with it. So it's very much get out of that emotion and back in line and aligned with what you want. 
The second one is fear. So this is taking uncomfortable up to another level, a new notch where we're talking about, you know, you're scared here, you know, some serious concern, apprehension. You might even be very well terrified. This is a very instinctive emotion. It's a signal ingrained in us at nature to get prepared for something that's going to happen or we think is going to happen. It's a way of getting us ready for something that's going to come. The problem is that, you know, we don't come across that many saber-toothed tigers these days. So it's often the case that unless you're jumping out of a plane or bungee jumping or something like that, where genuinely there is actual fear for your safety, for your life, you know, where you need to make a decision, fight or flight, then actually you need to kind of take a moment to think, is it is it rational? Is it reasonable that I'm so fearful around this? And if not, then change your perception of it and just kind of let it go and move through the fear. Or actually, if there are danger signals, if you are really feeling under threat, to take some action. If it's beyond your control, you know, you need to you need to do something about it. The third emotion is when you're feeling maybe hurts, maybe someone's upset. They've hurt your feelings, you feel maybe disregarded, or there's a sense of loss. And this is a really hard one, like maybe a sense of rejection. And this is really often a signal in reality that you had an expectation and it's not being met. So you expected maybe someone to treat you in a certain way and they have not. Or you expected to be loved in return and you have not. Perhaps here, it really is a loss. Maybe you have lost someone close to you. They've moved away or possibly have died. Then it's a way of, you know, you need to grieve and allow yourself the space to actually go through a grieving process to allow yourself to feel that loss, but know that you can get through it and to the other side. Sometimes there actually isn't a loss. It's just all being around your expectations. So it may require that you need to speak up, set new boundaries, change your way of communicating and say to somebody, this is how I expect to be treated. So it's all about really understanding how that hurts come about and what is the role you've played in it, if any. Obviously, if it's without your control, it's finding a way of finding peace and acceptance and that is often a process of grieving number four is anger (laughs) whether it's mildly irritated or livid and this is really all about your standards your boundaries what is important to you your moral code and whether that has been violated now it may have been violated by somebody else or it may have even been yourself you're angry with yourself because you've violated your own moral code or standards or rules. So clarify your rules, get clarity over that. What is important to you? What isn't? Work and rules be relaxed. Where are they non-negotiables? Where might your rules completely not match anybody else's? And how might that cause trouble for you in your life if you never change them? If you've got a rule that I don't know, if somebody doesn't hug you after an argument, then they hate you. 
that is your that in your head that's the rule they have to hug you after an argument then you know you're placing expectations on everyone around you that you may not have control over so you might be angry a lot so really look into your rules around what's made you angry and figure out where if you don't change them you may well be angry for the rest of your life what are your expectations that you're putting on other people and yourself Number five is frustration. You know, do you feel held back? Are you trying to get a goal? Are you in pursuit of something, but you just keep going around and around in circles and you're so frustrated by yourself? This is the sign that you are doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. You know, you've heard that, haven't you? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. This is frustration. You've got the wrong strategy. You've got the wrong approach. You need to change it up. You need to try something new a new mindset, a new strategy, a new approach. So figure out why you're getting so frustrated and make the change. Stop doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Number six is disappointments. And this kind of leads on a little bit from frustration where you're feeling a bit defeated. You know, you feel like you've put in your all and you you deserve better or you've given it your all and the result, the outcome is not what you were expecting or wanted. This is again, having a look at your expectations. Were your original expectations appropriate? Were they realistic? Were you setting yourself up for disappointment or genuinely do you feel let down? Is there the opportunity to perhaps reframe your expectations here to rejig them. So for example, you might have been wanting to lose a stone in a week and instead you've lost three pounds. You're disappointed. But was your goal originally realistic? And actually, could you reframe it to say, well, do you know what average weight loss is about between one to two pounds a week? So actually I've done really well there. I should be feeling proud of myself. So have a look at whether your expectation was actually realistic and whether you can maybe mix it up a little bit or change your time frame or the circumstances around your expectation so that you don't feel as disappointed. Number seven is guilt. Oh, oh it's one of the worst feelings for me, guilt. Now, I've done an entire podcast on mum guilt So please do check that out because I am not talking about mum guilt here because that is a whole different podcast. But guilt, I am talking about emotions of regret here. When you have done something and you wish you hadn't have done something or you haven't done something and you wish you had done something, it's a signal that you've violated one of your own standards. The worst thing you can possibly, possibly do when you're feeling this way is not own it. You are so much better at owning it, owning your part in it, owning what you've done wrong, accepting it, acknowledging it, and then trying to make things right. That's what you should do when you feel guilt. Don't deny it. Don't try and change the past. Don't try and cover it up. Don't wallow in it, but recognize that you can do something about it. Mum guilt, as you'll listen to in my podcast, if you if you check that one out, is often when you're feeling guilty and you don't need to, you shouldn't be feeling guilty. There's nothing to feel guilty about, but you do anyway. That is all about changing 
your standards for yourself, your expectations for yourself and your perception of what is acceptable and what is important. Give that a listen if you suffer from mum guilt, because I have certainly struggled with that over the years. And that is, that is a whole emotion on its own. (laughs) So give, that's why it's got its own podcast. So give that a listen. Number eight is when you feel inadequate. You don't feel worthy. And this is a big one. You know, I've struggled with this for years myself, self-worth, not feeling worthy, imposter syndrome, all that stuff. And it's a signal really that you need to do something to either shift your mindset to be more accepting of yourself or actually just to get better, you know, to commit, to be disciplined, to get better, to get up, to get off your backside and do something. Or perhaps you're being too harsh on yourself. Maybe you require a bit more self-love, some work on your own self-worth, some coaching around that perhaps. But either way, feeling inadequate and not good enough is the signal you need to actually do something, practice, improve, learn, grow, or get some coaching. If you think it's completely, you know, something to do with self-worth issues, then get some coaching. But this is your signal to get off your bum and do something. If you're feeling overloaded, overwhelmed, which is leading very much into a feeling of hopelessness, possibly depression, then this is an opportunity to take a step back with a pen and paper and figure out what the things are that are draining you and what the things are that are important. At the end of the day, there are only so many balls you can juggle The key is figuring out which ones are made of glass and which are made of rubber. Distinguish for yourself, your own mental sanity, what is necessary versus what's a nice to have. Prioritize your time, prioritize, you know, what is important to you. And that is not just getting stuff done. It's what is important to you as a human being, as a full whole human being. What is important? That might be taking 10 minutes at the end of every day to meditate prioritize it. Go in the gym, prioritize it. Eating healthy meals, get support from your partner or whoever to help you to prepare those. But do something to take control of all the things swirling around in your head instead of allowing them to control you. So the easiest way to approach this is literally get everything out of your head that is overwhelming you, even the silly stuff, the people, the places, the way things make you feel, the errands, the small things. Perhaps it's your kids leave the playroom in a mess. All of that, get it onto a paper and then start figuring out ways you can make it better. And the last one is loneliness, disconnection, feeling apart from people, feeling separate and alone, misunderstood. This is such a big one these days. And what I'm hearing more and more and more and more. And ironically, in a time when apparently we're more connected than ever, you know, we have these black boxes attached to our hands and on our walls, and apparently they can connect us to anyone at any time. Yet more than ever, people are feeling more and more and more disconnected and lonely than ever before. So feeling that loneliness is a signal, quite simply, that you need real connection with real people. It may even be that you need connection with animals or nature or yourself. So establish what kind of connection do you need first? You know, is it friendship? 
Is it fun? Is it intimacy? Is it laughter? Do you need support or coaching? Someone to listen to you? Counseling? Do you need a community or just one person? Is it a stranger so you feel like you can talk openly and not be judged? Or is it someone close who can give you a hug? Is it physical connection? Is it mental or emotional connection? What connection are you missing right now? What do you need? And then go after that connection. Ask for it. Be open to it. I have to say that this approach to utilizing, using your feelings to strengthen your intuition has really served me over the years. It's helped me as a someone who does like to take action, but someone who has suffered with depression, suffered with anxiety, really found it difficult to get on top of my difficult emotions at times. This approach has really helped me to feel empowered, to not feel like I just feel bad emotions all the time, but to feel like, well, it's telling me something's wrong in my life, isn't it? It's telling me my approach is wrong, my mindset is wrong, or I'm doing the wrong thing, or perhaps actually I'm surrounding myself with the wrong people and maybe I need better boundaries. There's so many cues there that it's empowering because you think, well, I can take action on those things now that I understand them. And then the result of those actions that you take off the back of your negative emotions leads to then positive reinforcement with positive emotions. You know, when you put a boundary in place, you feel empowered, you feel strong. When you face fear, when you get through the fear, when you do it anyway, feel the fear and do it anyway, you get through that and you feel pride, you feel confidence, you feel enabled, capable. When you've been feeling lonely and disconnected, and you find that connection that you've been looking for, or you make strides towards getting it, again, you feel hopeful, you feel understood, supported. It's positively reinforced. And when this happens, you start to realize that there are no good and bad emotions. It's just life. You know, it's the ups and downs. It's the roller coaster. If we just felt the exact same way every single day, it would be boring. It's the variety of life. It's utilizing those to keep getting you back on your right path towards the better version of yourself that's calling you all the time, who wants you to step up, who wants you to be empowered, who wants you to achieve everything you want to achieve and live the life that you want to live. That's who's speaking to you through your negative emotions. So listen, take note and take action. Thank you so much for listening today to the Best Self Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed that. I've been your host, Nicola Fulstow, and I would absolutely love to hear if today's podcast has resonated with you at all. If you've taken something valuable away today, I'm going to ask you a massive favor. Can you please leave a rating and review for the Best Self Podcast today so that other people can see the benefit of this podcast and maybe give it a little try or a listen. Thank you so much for being with me on today's episode. I will catch you next Monday on the Best Self Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Self Podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, be sure to subscribe and you would also massively be helping a girl out if you would rate and review the podcast today. I would love to know 
what you thought. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Best Self Project and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.